Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today, real leaders in getting outdoors. It's good to talk about that as the springtime is turning into summer, hopefully. Kendra Ramos from the Washington Trails Association is here. She is the Communications and Outreach Director at WTA. Kendra, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you. It, it has been a wonderful spring so far, weather-wise, you know, for Seattle area. Um, people love, you know, pulling out their backpacks this time of year out of the closet, looking around for their tent poles, you know. The woods and the trails in Washington, do they become overcrowded this time of year? We're going to talk, I'm going to dive right in, Kendra. We're going to talk about other things, but I don't know. That to me is like the first sunny day of the year. Yeah, there's a million people on this trail. Yeah, I think that it's, um, you know, spring, we always get that itch to go out. But the beauty of Washington trails is that there are so many of them and there's so many opportunities to get out that. If you're looking for something with a little bit more solitude, um, there's plenty out there to find. And if you're wanting to kind of celebrate spring with your fellow hikers, there's definitely trails to do that on too. Yeah, I think really what I was I was setting you up there is like there are some, plenty of trails that are overcrowded for that one or two time a year person and the first time of the year. But you guys, you guys keep track of all of these trails. And that's what I really want to get into. There are so many great places to enjoy the outdoors here in the Northwest. Washington Trails Association, I guess let's start there, right? The, the once over. You guys have, are a nonprofit. You've been around for several years now, uh, many Over decades. 50. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're kind of a, well, a group of like-minded people who love the outdoors. Give us the big picture sort of once over on Washington Trails Association. Yeah, great. So Washington Trails Association started more than 50 years ago when Louise Marshall, who was a hiking guide author, um, wanted to lead a hike and didn't have current information. So she started calling up her friends and being like, have you gone on this trail lately? What does it look like? Um, and quickly she was gathering notes on back of napkins and phone calls um, and gathering those and she had an old-fashioned printing press and so she created a newsletter called signpost um, that people loved because there wasn't a lot of information out there there was no internet and um, so hikers would use signpost newsletter to get current trail information and quickly it became clear that there was more to talk about than where to go hiking next and Signpost evolved into Washington Trails Association, which is really a voice for hikers and trails so that we can do advocacy to make sure these places are protected and have the funding they need. Uh, we evolved to have a volunteer trail maintenance program so that hikers can give back to the places they love. Uh, we're looking to the future with a youth program and um, opportunities to help youth leaders take members of their community out with the training and gear that they might need for that. So there's all sorts of amazing ways that as hikers have come together, we've realized there's more to do to celebrate hiking and to make sure that these places are going to continue to be hikeable for years to come. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, you did lay out there in just a couple of sentences, advocacy, um, maintenance of the trails we have, the future, the um, keep them, preserve them for cause people... In the Northwest, once they've been here for a while, especially if they've been raised here, they they just say, they'll tell people, you got to get outside. There is so much to do here in the Northwest and in the state of Washington, whether it's over on the coast, up in the mountains, over in the high desert in the eastern Washington. There, there's just so many wonderful places to see and to preserve them for the future, but also to maintain them takes that advocacy, right? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of components to what you guys do and not just a, a bunch of 
group of people who love to go hiking, and I'll meet you Saturday morning at the trailhead. <laughs> you guys do a lot of other work, don't you? Yeah, we do. And I think that, you know, there's something about being outdoors that is really core to what it means to be a Washingtonian, I think, in a lot of ways. Oh, Whether a human you, being. Yes, for sure. There's such a positive power in that, um, that that energy really draws us together. And that advocacy piece is really powerful because sometimes when you think about hiking, you think of that solitude, you think of kind of just this magical space in the woods that just happens. But it turns out that there's a lot of planning that goes into building a trail. There's a lot of money that's needed to keep the parking lots open, the trash cans empty, the the bathrooms at the trailhead open, the roads maintained so you can get there. All of that takes money and planning. And in order to ensure that that money and there, hikers need to speak up and make sure that our decision makers know that we love these places and want them to be invested in and want that funding to be around. Yeah, I mean, like like we sort of hinted, it's not just um, like-minded hikers, outdoor enthusiasts, that's hiking isn't just a hobby. You guys feel enough that the trails and the outdoor spaces are a public value. They're worth keeping around. It's good for the body and the soul. It's kind of where I thought you were going to go when you <laughs> said everybody has something in them. But, yeah. but it is, there is something special. Spiritual, I guess it might be the right word, the soul. Uh, am I right there that we love to be connected? There's something when we come back from a hike that says, man, that was an awesome day. My knees are sore, but I'll do it again. Yeah, I I mean, I personally 100% believe that. I've experienced that anytime I go out, if you're having a bad day, that being among the big trees, you know, all of your problems feel smaller. Um, there's a lot of research about the value of being in the outdoors and walking in the woods um, can reduce stress. It can really help your state of mind. But I think anyone who's been outdoors, who's had the opportunity to kind of hear the birds in the trees or, you know, see a marmot out on the rocks, like those moments are so powerful that I think anyone who's been hiking has probably experienced that for themselves as well. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here to share that with us. The Washington Trails Association, folks, been around since the late 60s now. Um, and one of the cool things I like now about it, besides that signpost, you know, the old newspaper, uh, is your website. So this is, I mean, perfect for the 21st century <laughs> and the way people are today with their phone in their hand. They really have a lot of information and uh, reports from hikers. Well, let me, I don't know, let me just throw this out. Let's say I want to go to Lake Annette uh, this coming weekend, and I can kind of remember how to get there, but not exactly. But I also remember, oh, I think there was a lot of trees blown down in my way the last time I went. I can use your website, right, and find out those details. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so we have a hiking guide. So at WTA.org, you can click on Go Hiking and you'll get a searchable hiking guide. So you can either type in a net lake and it will provide you with a full hiking description with all of the sort of stats, how long it is, how much elevation gain. Um, and then at the bottom of that are trip reports. So after anyone goes out, they can share their experience on trails. So you know if there are trees down, you know if there's still a little bit of snow out there, particularly this time of year. Snow levels are always a bit it of a question. always tricks people. <laughs> and, uh, they always get tricked. They say, oh, it's great. I'll go up. I won't need my, you know, my deep poles and whatever. But, yeah, uh, online. So these are members that uh, add to the post of the description after they've been out there, right? Yeah, so it's a WTA is member-driven. Mm -hmm. I guess, did we say that? It's a bunch. It is. Like, people join up. Uh, maybe 
to support it, cost give them a few bucks, right? Yeah. But they can put pictures on there and describe, hey, it was great, or there was mosquitoes, stay away till next week, <laughs> or the flowers were out, right? I mean. Yeah, so uh, we are a nonprofit. So s- more than 60% of our funding comes from our members. But the trip reports, which are sort of the real-time sharing your hike after the fact, anyone can do that. You don't have to be a member to share a trip report. You don't have to be a member to read a trip report. That's really about getting folks out there and giving them the information they need to be safe. So that's open to everyone who so there's no secret password login if you've paid your dues type of thing. This is for everybody. This is for you everybody. You want people to get outside. Yeah. We think that uh, WTA's vision is trails for everyone forever. And that means, you know, sharing this information so you can discover the joys of hiking and then bringing people together to protect that, whether it's through joining the organization or, as we've talked about, speaking up for trails. And then let me just keep going on this trip report. Is that mm-hmm. what they're called? Yep. The guides? Hiking guides? The trip reports are the current ones, and the hiking guide's the sort of basic information like a book. Oh, so like if I want to say I want to take my kids, you know, they're only 7 and 9 or something, and I want to know (laughs) that this isn't going to go up 3,000 feet over the course of six miles, or that I want to have a waterfall at the end or something, uh, can I figure that out? You sure can. I think that's one of the my favorite features on the website is in the hiking guide, there's all of these filters, so if you don't... You don't know that it's a net lake you want. You're just like, okay, my kids and I want a waterfall. We know we want it under five miles and under a thousand feet gain. You can put all of that information in and we will provide hiking suggestions around the state for that. If you know you're going to visit your in-laws in Spokane, we have a hike finder map so you can actually zoom in on Spokane and see what's there. So if you're brand new to the state or the region, you can know nothing about what trails you want and still find so many opportunities to get outside. Well, that's beautiful. I, that's a, what a great way to use uh, computers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, um, I'm an old guy. Uh, I used to use those uh, magazines. And, you know, we wished to go to uh, REI or even other stores like Army-Navy stores and get these green uh, fold-out maps, you know, mm-hmm. that deteriorate over the years. Uh, and there's great descriptions. I want to keep going with yeah. the website because it is so useful. Great descriptions on how to get there, what, first off, highway to take, and then what turn off, and then what forest service road, right? And <laughs> somebody has written in there, look for the whatever. The <laughs> Those are all people that have decided, here's how we're going to de- I mean, there's thousands of trails for you guys to describe, right? How, yeah. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> who's who's going out there and, and writing this down? This These are dedicated people for us. They are. And, it, you know, it's a mix of people. We have a partnership with Mountaineers Books. So the Mountaineers Hiking Guide has great information. And I think for daydreaming occasionally, I still love flipping through a book or a magazine to get that information and then going online for the current kind of real-time trip report information. Um, We actually have a core of volunteers who um, love to hike and want to share. (laughs) So they will actually go out hiking and then um, write up their experience. And we have a hiking guide manager on staff who is amazing if you, like, she is just a database in and of herself of trails in Washington. And she helps kind of edit and vet all of that to make sure the information is easily to understand. And so the website is always being updated. You know, trails can change with weather, can change with road closures, um, fire closures. So she is always looking to kind of keep that up to date as possible and does great work. Yeah. And sometimes, though, over the years, trails just sort of get 
out of disrepair and misuse or just forgotten. I mean, you guys, uh, you have a few campaigns going on. Yeah. I mean, one I, I saw that sounds like it's just a great title, Lost Trails Found, right? I mean, yeah. uh, tell us about this and, and what you're trying to do to preserve some of these. And I don't know if there's a few examples you could throw out of yeah. some lost trails that have been found. <laughs> so the beauty of Washington is that there is a variety of hiking experiences easily available from your back door to the far back country. And so you can find something for everyone. And in that back country experience, those, you know, overnight to five day adventures that are in wilderness or those more rugged kind of experiences as fires happen, as weather has gotten extreme, as the Forest Service has had their budgets cut and there's no longer crews to maintain those trails, they get lost, they get overgrown, they get washed out. Um, a sign falls down, a parking lot gets grown over. Yeah. Um, and trees fall. <laughs> yeah. So what WTA is really looking to do is save those trails in the nick of time um, in some cases, and in some cases actually bring them back. So our Lost Trails Found campaign is really focused on putting those backcountry trails back on the map. Um, some of my favorite examples are... Uh, in the Pasayton Wilderness, which is super north. Yeah, um, over the North Cascades Highway, kind of Winthrop and north of there. Into yep. the Butts uncharted, up into Canada. Yeah, yeah, up to Canada, yeah. right. Not a whole lot of roads and cities up there. No, but beautiful landscape, and you really can go for days without seeing people. Um, and there's a trail called the Boundary Trail, which is um, over 80 miles long and connects to one of our national trails, uh, the PNT, the Pacific Northwest Trail, uh, which goes kind of through Washington all the way to yeah. the water. From and, like Idaho, almost from Idaho to the water, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And um, there were so many trees down on that trail that it was impassable to uh, livestock and a hiker could not just walk the trail. There's a lot of route finding to try and figure out where you're supposed to be going. WTA is committed to making that completely passable. So we've been putting um, volunteer crews out there for the past several years, working with partner organizations like the Backcountry Horsemen and the Pacific Northwest Trail Association to really commit to this special area and opening it back up so that it's not lost and so that people who really want those um, experiences of solitude and those long hiking opportunities have them. So that's one of the really exciting ones of our new Lost Trails Found campaign. That that does sound really neat. Um, uh, and something else, trails rebooted. Now, this is a great word for, again, 21st <laughs> century. Um, you guys do trail maintenance, right? And and so give us what the trails rebooted is. And then as yeah. we move into what kind of volunteers it takes to actually maintain and work on these trails. Yeah. So trails rebooted is the idea that in addition to those backcountry trails, there's a lot of um, close-in experiences. So around I-90 and those places that we know about that are popular and iconic, couple of mi a couple of hour drive, you know, six mile hike, so it just takes half a day, beautiful places. But they are getting more and more boots on the trail, and so parking lots are crowded, the government agencies don't have the money to really maintain them, so WTA is really working to not only bring volunteers out to build and maintain those popular trails, but we're also looking at the potential of really thoughtful investment. What would it look like to 
build new trail systems or add loops in places that are popular so that we can hold more people in a way that's really sustainable and allows more hikers to experience these places in a way that feels really positive for everyone. So like what let's just let's like take a pause and what would be a redesign if we could mm-hmm. uh, of this very popular trail that would make it even more functional for the number of people it gets. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, there's a couple of different ways to look at that. One of the things that um, WTA has been working on is Trailhead Direct. Uh, we're partnering uh, with King County and um, Metro, some other folks to really have buses to take hikers out to trailheads so that you don't have to worry about finding that parking the space. The very last parking <laughs> spot that's two miles away already before I get to the trailhead. Right, right. That it seems to happen sometimes, up Rattlesnake can. Ridge and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we've been working for a couple of years to help let folks know that this is an option. We've added new... Uh, Trailhead Direct has added a new route this year, so you can get to Mailbox, you can get to Cougar Mountain, um, that goes from the Tequila Station and from Capitol Hill, so you can kind of get there from all over the area using a bus, which is really exciting and helps ease some of the parking lot congestion. Or looking at, um, we recently helped build a Dirty Harry's Balcony, which is a new trail in sort of that I-90 area uh, that has sort of great views of the valley and it provides a different experience. Still, you know, there's enough climb to feel like you're working, but it's pretty accessible for most folks um, to kind of draw folks into a new part of the area that's still within that close-in experience, but hopefully helps disperse hikers a little bit so you feel like you've got a little bit more of the trail to yourself if you yeah. want that. Trailhead Direct. I like that. That's a great idea. Um, we're talking with Kendra Ramos about WTA, Washington Trail Association. And again, online, people can find out so much more about this as well as, you know, the organization. It's just a great website for a resource for hiking in our state. Um, but people should really consider joining as a member. It's not, it's not very expensive to help support this. It does cost a lot of money to maintain a trail. You want to give us a description of maybe a volunteer outing and, and who's on this and what they do and, and describe, yeah, it takes some money and some equipment and resources to maintain a trail, doesn't it? Or yeah. build, bring one back. Yeah, I think that that is one of those things that, um, you know, here volunteer, you often think free, but there's a lot of sort of planning and preparation that goes into making sure that uh, when WTA helps land managers build trails, they're done in a way that's going to be sustainable so that it minimizes impact to the environment, that it's done within the regulations. Like, is this a horse trail? Is this a bike trail? Is this a hiker-only trail? Like, all of that has to be taken into consideration when you build a trail. But the work parties themselves are super fun and easy. Anyone can sign up at uh, wta.org backslash volunteer. We provide all the tools and the training. You need boots, long pants, gloves. Bring your own lunch and water, and we'll provide everything else. And um, they're really fun days. We, you sign up online, and then we meet at the trailhead at 8.30 in the morning. We do a safety talk, so everybody gets a chance to learn the tools. Um, and... Then depending on the project, we'll hike between half a mile to three miles in, uh, work on everything from brushing, which is sort of extreme gardening. So you cut brush that's grown over the trail away. I see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going up there and brushing your hair. You're br- <laughs> 
pushing back the brush. Yes. 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 To actually uh, building drainage so that the water's running off the trail as opposed to down the trail to building bridges in places where there's water crossing. So it's a little bit of everything. Um, And one of the really cool things is that we really want people to learn new skills and try stuff out. So if you've never built a rock wall and we're working on rock walls, you can say like, I'd love to take a crack at that and we'll show you what you need to know to get started. Um, You know, our three rules are safety, fun, and work. And um, everybody has a great time and learns a little something. Wow, no kidding. So... It, just an amateur guy who's got no training can end up on a crew and help like repair a bridge over a creek that years ago fell down and people have been splashing through and ruining <laughs> the banks of the river, right? I mean, yeah. you, so, but then you got to get those materials up there. This must take some real engineering though, right? There must be some people planning this, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's right. a lot of planning that goes into it. Both. Do you work with a forest service if it's on their land or a national park or the Bureau of Land Management or... Definitely. We work with whomever's land we're on to talk about what the needs of the project are um, and kind of plan out what needs to happen. And then the volunteers, uh, we have amazing volunteers who have years of experience and we have some paid crew leaders. So they have the sort of technical skills to lead the project. And then... Okay, um, that's what I was missing right there. It's got to be a project leader who's got a crew leader, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a, we do have a crew leader and an assistant crew leader out, um, but what we call like our everyday volunteers, what we call green hats, because you wear a green hard hat while you're out. Our green hats are really able to try their hand at whatever we're doing for the day, and um, whether it's crosscut sawing to take out some of the trees that have fallen over the trail, or learning what goes into building in a new trail, depending on what projects we're working on that day. You can try a little bit of everything. Wow, that sounds really fun. Just volunteering does sound fun to get on a work crew and help save a trail, rebuild one. Wow. Yeah. Um, You know, so uh, much earlier when we started, you talked about advocacy and speaking up. I I guess uh, you guys really do advocate to legislatures and and lawmakers, people who have the purse strings, right? You send people to Washington, D.C. once in a while, too, right? We do. So our director of advocacy is actually back in um, Washington, D.C., as, as I'm as i sitting here. Um, and she's working to meet with um, the Washington constituency, so both our members of Congress and our senators, to talk about why trails and why public lands are so key to Washington State and how investing in them is not only great for hikers, but also a key part of sort of our Washington economy. The recreation economy is a really powerful tool here in Washington. Absolutely. Um, and so helping make that case with our delegation then lets the, that delegation carry that message forward to all of Congress. Um, because so much of this is federal funding, it takes a lot of cooperation and collaboration to ensure that our agencies are getting the funding they need. And state parks, I don't know, that there's a lot of state park land, but man, several years ago, that department just got like stripped to the bare bones and said, you're going to have to somehow pay for yourselves working at the state level too, Olympia, you yep. go to them? We do. We uh, The legislative session just wrapped up in Olympia, um, and WTA was there throughout the seat session really talking to folks about public land funding at the state level too. So yes, whether it's uh, state parks, Department of Natural Resources, um, these are places that 
hikers can go year-round. State parks are an amazing year-round experience for hikers um, and a great kind of gateway for people just getting into hiking as well. And yeah, again, it takes money to maintain those trails, to keep those bathrooms clean, those trash cans empty. And rangers do everything from, um, you know, give you the information you need to get out safely to um, making sure that you're parked right in the parking lot and cleaning the bathroom. Like, it is a lot of work to do, and there's fewer and fewer folks to do it. Yeah, the state park rangers, they really are the jack-of-all-trades. They have to be. They yeah. take your ticket when you come in and say, pay and, and park over there versus, yeah, and, and everything. They can go up in the backwoods and help you, and they also have to, yeah, help you clean your fish. No, not there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kendra, before we run out of time, I, I want to ask uh, a little bit about that speaking up and getting how do you decide i mean is is there a committee how is wta like it must have a board right if you're a nonprofit, mm-hmm. say here's what we feel we need to focus on or how do you decide which is the issue now that we got to work on the next few years yeah so uh we really try and focus on what are the big places that wta can make a difference how do we really move that vision of trails for everyone forever forward and so it's a question of what are the pressing issues facing trails right now and where can WTA really have an impact on that. Um, so our advocacy director works with kind of um, our ED and the board to ha- have those conversations, but really it's about trying to use that lens of what is that great balance for hikers and public lands and then make those decisions. Right now it's a lot of funding. Um, focus and really kind of trying to keep things open and accessible. And we are talking today with Kendra Ramos, the Communications and Outreach Director from the Washington Trails Association. Uh, WTA.org is a place to learn more. Um, Before we run out of time, uh, upcoming events, things you want to mention? Um, Yeah. So uh, one of the great events that WTA hosts every August is called Hikeathon, and that's an opportunity for hikers to talk to their friends and their communities and get sponsorships just like any a-thon and then Mm -hmm. spend the month of August hiking and really make your miles count by raising money for WTA. So you can say, uh, Gary, I'm going to hike all August and and I'll pledge you a dollar a mile or something and you go hike 700 miles (laughs) and and then I'm on the hook for it, but I'm glad to do it for you. Is that why over the course of a month I'm going to hike so many times and that's cool. Yeah, I love it because it, you know, life gets busy and you're always like, oh, yeah, I mean to hike more, but but now I've got a reason. And uh-huh. so <laughs> if you're if you're pledging a dollar a mile, you can bet I'm going to be out hiking every day. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, and what else? Uh First Saturday in August. What is that? That Yeah, Washington Trails Day. Yeah. So what's really exciting about that is the governor has, for several years now, declared the first Saturday in August Washington Trails Day. And that's an opportunity to recognize how important trails are to Washington and what you can do to be a part of celebrating and protecting these places, whether it is using that voice to speak up for funding taking someone new hiking for the first time and sharing that in a trip report or making a donation to WTA so that we can continue to do that work, not just on Washington Trails Day, but every day. Yeah. Yeah. People really should donate. Uh, 
consider joining as a member, but at least donate once in a while. Thank you so much, Kendra. We are out of time today. We've been talking with Kendra Ramos from the Washington Trails Association. I've uh, really enjoyed our time here. I really appreciate your coming in and sharing with us uh, the service you've provided, you know, for the rest of us, maintaining these trails and really inviting the rest of us to join you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. It was a pleasure. And if you'd like to hear this interview again, it'll be available on Podcast One and iTunes within a few days. Just search for Spotlight with Gary Scheip. I am Gary Scheip. Thanks for listening in. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.